listening to Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Thursday, May 9th. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> you're awake. You got like lots of sleep I last night. I got so extra nice sleep last night. Chipper and you got your coffee. It could be very dangerous. Coffee I'm... without a lid in the studio. That's hey, going to be it's, fun. It's in our KFUO mode. It is. It's in what the... could go wrong? <laughs> Don't ask that question. It is a good morning. We've got two great life stories I'm excited to share today um, as uh, God is the giver of all life. And uh, what do we do with that? Are we are we good stewards and we're thankful for those gifts of life? Uh, two really, really good stories. Mm-hmm. One of them is um, we're headed to uh, Concordia University, Wisconsin, Bethesda College at Concordia University, Wisconsin. I love, love, love Bethesda College. I always love sharing these <laughs> stories because uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's outstanding. They've been uh, well, they're they're graduating another class in uh, just what less than a week, two yeah. weeks. So yeah, excited nice. to share that story and um, heartbeat bills. You've seen these mm-hmm. in the news. Uh, I think we're up to like sixteen states, and Missouri is one of those states with a, um, a heartbeat bill. Um, and I, so we're going to get an update on that from representative here in Missouri as Mm -hmm. well. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. And that's where we're going this morning, Concordia University, Wisconsin, specifically to Bethesda College of Applied Learning. Joining us by phone this morning, Samantha Baer, Adult Living Skills Professor and Campus and Community Life Coordinator for Bethesda. Thank you so much for being our guest this morning, Samantha. Thank you for having us. And alongside Samantha, Kalindi Drury, uh, second year Bethesda College student and uh, preparing for graduation. Kalindi, mm-hmm. thanks so much for being our guest this morning. You're welcome. So, uh, Sam, tell us uh, about the, the purpose of Bethesda College of Applied Learning at Concordia University, Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, so, like you said, it's a fantastic program. It's a two-year program that, with the goal of meeting the higher education needs for individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Um, So we're located here on campus. Um, I'm currently at Concordia University in my office. Um, And the goal of the program is to give uh, people with IDD, intellectual and developmental disabilities, the ability to experience all college has to offer. You know, we have a really amazing blended model where we're um, inclusive-based, and it's focused on um, intellectual, vocational, social, personal, and on top of that, spiritual growth for all of our students here on campus. And basically, in short, we want to prepare our students for their future lives in whatever capacity that may bring. That is, that's fantastic. Andy always gets like the biggest smile on his face when we talk about this. Um, How how does Bethesda prepare uh, students for uh, the rest of their lives? And it's a little cliche, especially around graduation time, but for that independent living that that, uh, hopefully will come after graduation. Yeah. So independent living is my favorite piece because that's what I teach. So I could talk about it for days. But, you know, it's just a small piece of the puzzle. Um, You know, we really focus on our students, not only, like you said, living independently in the future in whatever capacity that may bring, but we also want our students to be employed with competitive employment Mm -hmm. um, and live purposeful lives. So we have four main areas that we focus on while our students are here. And again, whatever the individual student wants to focus most heavily on is where we put the emphasis for their individual programming. Um, We have academics, which focuses on both Concordia colleges, which our students audit with support. Um, And then we have Bethesda College courses as well. And in there, that is, um, for all intensive purposes, more of the special education piece where we have that one-to-one or small group classes. Um, On top of that, we focus on career preparation. Our students have internships that they work through their first and second year, both on and off campus, along with group instruction. 
uh, following the model of going from theory to practice, you know, learning about it in the classroom, then immediately going right into your internship and implementing those skills, um, which is the same model we do for living skills. I teach a living skills course, and then the students live in the dorms, and they really implement those skills right away. Organization, time management, um, personal care and hygiene, um, learning how to, do, to take care of a home with chores, budgeting, money management, um, and all the while while we focus on those three areas, making sure that the students receive overall a college experience, you know, living on campus, having the community life, they're completely integrated into the residence halls um, within a Bethesda suite. Um, they have sports clubs, spiritual life activities, um, they actually just came back from their spring dance, which was fantastic. All of the students went to that. Um, they go to seminars, conferences. So really anything a neurotypical college student would get to experience, our students are doing full force. It's, it sounds so well-rounded, and I'm intrigued mm-hmm. by the Bethesda suite. That sounds like, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the penthouse or something. Like, you live on the, the top floor. Of the Bethesda, we're in the Bethesda suite. Um, talk, I want to talk more about the uh, the career preparation. I've been following Bethesda College, I think, since it started a few mm-hmm. years ago, and just seeing some of the unique places and unique ways that Bethesda College students have, um, some of the, the ways that they've been interning and preparing for careers, and then some of the careers that, that some of the Bethesda College students have have gained upon graduation as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. Our uh, career coordinator, our internship developer, as well as career prep instructor, who actually just walked right into the office, <laughs> she's fantastic. I cannot say enough great things about her. She takes what the students are looking for individually and really goes on the hunt. You know, once she gets that career idea in her head, she goes into the community full force. Like, it's like tunnel vision for her. She wants to find the perfect fit for each individual student. So the first year they're on campus with their intern and it's not necessarily because we want them to be working in the food um, industry. All the students intern with our Sodexo company here on campus, which, again, is another inclusive environment. Um, But it's really to find out what strengths and barriers our students have along with what assets that they have to bring to the community. And then Gail goes into the community after learning about the student and specifically looks for those jobs. You know, and the students all the while are learning how to network and how to become career professionals and really introducing themselves as young professionals. So sometimes Gail finds the jobs, but the students really seal the deal. And we've had a lot of very successful students and internships who've had wonderful experiences that have both transferred to paid employment post-college. It's, it's an awesome thing to see when it's the full process from start to finish. That is really incredible to have to have that kind of uh, experience and opportunity. Um, and and service projects are also a part of this experience. Uh, what what are some of the the service projects that uh, the students are able to participate in? Yeah, so service has become more of a much more integrated part of our program. I really, it's something that really weighs heavy on my heart. Um, you know, I feel like I've lived a very fortunate life, and so I don't have the financial means to give back as I would like to to the community. So um, I do that through service, and I really try to transfer that to our students also who have been served within the disability community their whole life and growing up. And so to turn around and give back to the community that helped them grow I think is really important. Um, So our students complete a minimum of 50 community service hours throughout the time that they're here. 
Um, and they do it through a variety of experiences. I really, as, as Gail goes on the hunt for internships, I go on the hunt for service projects. <laughs> you know, we have students who have different interests. Some are interested in sports, some are interested in crafts, some are interested in working with um, the underserved population down in Milwaukee. Um, this past winter, um, our, our uh, semester in between fall and spring, we linked up with the Hunger Task Force and we were able to sort a ton of food for that. Um, so really, we just we try to do a ton of different experiences. We work with uh, street life industries, freed and food industries, Mr. Bob's Under the Bridge. Um, we recently got done a Gems of Hope experience up in the Cedarburg area. Um, and even if there aren't any service projects, our students implement the skills that they're learning. For example, um, if we run out of a service project and people need service hours, they ask if they can cook food for the homeless. And then when I go and I do my outreach during the week for the homeless, um, I bring the food that our students have prepared, whether it's hot pasta or raviolis or cupcakes or cookies, something delicious or sandwiches. So they're really able to use those independent living skills and show that they can do that for the community rather than just for themselves. Well, with the, the Hunger Task Force uh, project that the students did, it was you mentioned it was a ton. It was almost five tons, actually, wasn't it? <laughs> like 9,000 pounds of food that the students um, helped uh, pack so that it would be shipped, right? The Hunger Task Force is absolutely incredible. I swear those bins did not end ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was working up a sweat. It was crazy. Um, yeah, so we did. We were scheduled to do a um, stock box sort, which is a sort for the elderly. They um, go in who are elderly or um, people with disabilities who aren't able to go to food pantries to pick up food. So we did those boxes. Um, but then on top of that, um, we also went to the Hunger Task Force site. And you're correct. We did sort. I, I don't know how much we ended up sorting in the end. It seemed like it was a bajillion pounds. <laughs> but um, they did a fantastic, you know, we went on the conveyor belts and sorted between all of the healthy food industries. They sort by the MyPlate standards between veggies, proteins, fruits, vegetables. Um, and so it was fantastic. I think, Kalindi, what was it, about three hours that we were there? I felt like four. <laughs> <laughs> Kalindi, what do you like best about uh, going into the community to participate in these service learning projects? I mean, as Sam mentioned, um, the Hunger Task Force, since it's uh, more uh, widely known outside of the Milwaukee area, highlighted how the service learning projects benefits the students. Um, I, I just really like putting a smile on people's faces. My favorite is just the Spencer de La Paz uh, food pantry on the south side of Milwaukee. I love being able to meet uh, new people who are, are so appreciative. Yeah, so, so Kalindi's talking about we go down to the south side. Um, I started volunteering with this food pantry through Freedom's Ministries called Dispensa de la Paz. So Kalindi has been a huge part of that. She goes down to the south side a bunch, and she works the back racks where you continue to stock. So as community members go through to sort, uh, go pick up their groceries, they have the option of choice. And so Kalindi's able to interact and talk with people about how their days are and really just putting a smile on their face as they go through the line and picking up their food for the week.
Now, graduation is what in less than two weeks, and Kalindi will be one of those graduates. Uh, with uh, we have just about under a minute left, mm-hmm. but I, I want to get to that. What? How many students are graduating in this class? This year we have eight graduates. And this, uh, the first graduating class was what in 2016. So this is our what our third class. Uh, this will be our fourth class, I believe. Wow. Yeah. And that is outstanding. Kalindi, what has been your favorite part about being a student at Bethesda College? My favorite part about this program is meeting new friends and the professors who put the time to help us learn about getting ready for the real world. And what's next after graduation for you, Kalindi? Uh, after I graduate, I will be moving into a house that I will be renting from one of my friends. And I will be also continuing working at Metro Market in the bakery department. Outstanding. Well, thank you so much uh, to Sam and Clindy. Thank you for being our guest and sharing the story of Bethesda College at Concordia University, Wisconsin. It's uh, I just love following it. And mm-hmm. and we can follow more. Um, we'll share the links in the program mm-hmm. notes as well for Bethesda College. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having us. We hope you guys have a great rainy day. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up in just a little bit, we'll learn more about Missouri House Bill 126, a heartbeat bill. You listen to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.